I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in each week for your weekly dose of all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. You can go to capegunworks.com and click on the Rapid Fire icon to be notified whenever we go live. If you want to be a part of the show, you can now call or text 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can also leave a voicemail message any time of the day or night, and we will get to your question when we air the show. If we don't get to your question this week, we'll try to get to it next week. Sometimes we run out of time. That's why the show is rapid fire. It goes quick. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media uh, sites. We try to do business as eight at Cape Gunworks on all of the major players, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parler, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, except Instagram, which I don't know what you want to call it, but they zucked us a couple weeks ago. We still have not been restored. And now I have kind of shady people on the interwebs saying that they can restore my account for a fee. I think Facebook is in on it, frankly, but I can't prove it. Dang it. So we are CGW underscore backup on Instagram. They've also started to, you know, restrict my content there. So uh, who knows how long the backup will be rolling. (laughs) But uh, Truth Social, we are now on Truth Social. So go to Truth Social and please go there and weigh in on the question we posted, which I have no idea what it is. Professor Claw is setting me up for disaster here. But anyway, um, maybe you can go there. Obviously, if you're on iPhones, you can by no means, you know, get right on with the app. Android users and PC users, you can log in on a web browser and participate in all truth social activity. And um, (laughs) yeah, is that what you wrote? Oh my gosh, this guy here. We might not have a Professor Claw next week, but anyway, just kidding. Um, So... Please follow us and like us and subscribe and share and comment and all that good stuff so that we can defeat the evil algorithms that keep us down. We don't want to be kept down. We do participate in uh, social media, but, you know, until there's a good channel that shows all kinds of content like YouTube does and that has as far-reaching effects of, you know, YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, we're going to be stuck with what we've been given. And I'm really hoping some of the alternate media sites will continue to grow. Uh, So we're really looking forward to it. I follow a lot of people on 
Telegram and Rumble. And uh, so Professor Claw's social media platform of choice is Parlor. So if you want to go check us out there. Um, we will get to your questions, though, so make sure you text or call 508-444-2120. You can also jump in on the live stream if you're listening live as it goes, and I'll be talking to, um, talking to you and answering your questions there. It's already been a busy week for gun control and for you know people in gun world, and it's amazing to me how the knee-jerk reaction of any mass shooting is, you know, almost predictable. But the interesting thing is I don't think the public is buying it. So they all get up on their stage and their platforms and their high horse and want to lay the blame at the feet of gun owners and manufacturers and retailers. And uh, they don't want to ever look at what could have prevented the, uh, the tragedy in the first place by, a, hardening targets, B, you know, maybe making, uh, eliminating gun-free zones, or C, you know, maybe dropping gun control on law-abiding responsible citizens, which aren't the problem to begin with. Because I don't know if you've ever put these two things together, but gun control and its history is extremely racist. And a lot of cases were... Uh, just to keep the guns out of the hands of uh, freed black men or slaves. or um, And it's overt. I mean, Google it. You'll see it. It, it. I think even a Supreme Court justice once ruled that we can't have, uh, you know, black people getting their hands on guns. So therefore, <laughs> you know, and that's just amazing to me. But that is the history of gun control. But in my opinion, it's much more nefarious than that. It's not even just about race, which is horrific in and of itself. It's also to lay the blame at the feet of the people who aren't responsible. And that is so wicked and so evil. So so basically, by them saying we need to limit the capacity of magazines for responsible law-abiding gun owners... They're insinuating that we can't be trusted with them because, after all, we could at any moment use those to commit a crime or people have used them to commit crimes and therefore you can't be trusted. I made this point yesterday after we did our airtime with the Grace Curley show but um, uh, for 2A Tuesday and I said, isn't it interesting that a lot of these state agencies that administer the license to carry or some sort of firearms ID card or, or uh, you know, any type of um, permit to carry are done by the Department of Criminal Justice. It's usually done by um, the state's criminal justice system. You say, well, that kind of makes sense because if you're running people's names through a system or a database to see if they qualify for a purchase of a gun or if they're a prohibited person, then you need the people with the with the uh, with that data at their fingertips. However, why is it that the Department of Justice or the criminal justice system 
actually administers the license to carry or uh, administers the the database of names. And in my opinion, it is because they don't believe it's an inherent right that you're going to have in perpetuity that someday guns will be like what Justin Trudeau is doing in Canada. They'll be able to say, hey, no more, no mas. Uh, no right is absolute. And therefore, we're taking this away from you because we're in charge and we are the people that are put here to think for you and make sure that you don't hurt yourself or harm yourself. And so once they do that, once they ban gun ownership, then they can just flip the switch and guess what's at their fingertips? The database of every gun owner in America. And it's administered by the Department of Criminal Justice. And interesting, isn't it? And so that's my feeling on it. Otherwise, you'd be like Florida and have like the Department of Agriculture issue the license to carry. Because that's what makes sense to me. Some non-law enforcement agency would do it as an administrative process. But no, criminal justice is going to do it. Food for thought. All right, we will be right back. Uh, We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. So if you use this week's discount code, BULLETS, B-U-L-L-E-T-S, at capegunworks.com, you'll get a very special discount on your entire online order. Go to capegunworks.com and use the code BULLETS and get your special offer today. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. This is your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. So we're glad you're here and a lot to talk about today as the news is fast and furious as usual um, as it relates to gun world. Um, And, you know, I I already saw some uh, tweets and some 
information about all of the avalanche of gun control legislation that is about to be dropped. And I'll give you guys a, a heads up on that. But looks like there's about seven gun control packages moving uh, and should be introduced into the House um, which will include an assault weapons ban, standard capacity magazine ban. Here we go again, a la 1994. Bump stock ban. Interesting because that was done administratively through the regulatory uh, agency, otherwise known as the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which have got very good at writing laws and, and enforcing them. But they also want to ban the forced reset trigger, and I'm sure in that will be gat cranks and binary triggers and Jerry Michalik's finger. Um, so we're going to ban all those things that are very dangerous. Um, also the ghost ah! gun, also ghost gun ban, uh, homemade guns, etc. They want to do away with uh, home-built firearms, which is all thrown about 240 years of history down the tubes, but... Um, because you, after all, cannot build a gun in the privacy of your own home without us knowing about it. Because we got to know what you're doing at all times, at every minute of the day. And even if you're not a prohibited person, we got to know about it. I Fake need to know news. about that. I need to know about that. They also want to make it illegal for uh, anyone under 21 to purchase her own any guns or ammo, which we talked about in the first segment. Diane Feinstein is, you know, short-term memory loss on that front. Um, so, yeah, they want to make all ghost guns, 3D-printed guns, and homemade guns illegal. And um, anything, this is the definition of, like, bump stock, force reset trigger, Jerry Michalik finger, etc., is make any item or thing that makes a gun fire faster than a machine gun or without a separate movement illegal under NFA. So what the heck is separate movement? Uh, not It's not defined, and it doesn't define how far it actually has to move. But if something has separate... That sounds like a lot of separate movement going on there. But anyway, uh, we got people who know nothing about firearms, uh, you know, wanting to uh, chime in and make laws about firearms. But I want to encourage everybody that if you have been walking around uh, with a particular caliber of ammunition, I would highly advise you to destroy it and throw it away immediately because it is a highly lethal weapon of war. And I didn't even realize that the gun I carry for everyday carry is capable of blowing someone's lung clean out of the body. I mean, gone, just right out the body and on the sidewalk. It'll knock it right out. Amazing. That type of firepower, it's scary to think that that could be, number one, it's the most widely used round in the world. So there's more than two people out there carrying that caliber, which is just ungodly powerful um never seen anything like it where a 22 just lodges in the lung and they can fish that right out no Fake problem news. and they can probably probably uh keep you alive but if that nine millimeter that blows the lung out 
is actually being used and it can, is capable of blowing the lung out, then by some people's estimates, it's it's totally not safe for self-defense use if it blows the lung out. And I'm curious about how this works because, you know, I always thought that if you're using a gun for self-defense, you want superior firepower. You want as much firepower as you can basically, you know, handle in the weapon to end the threat quickly. Like, I don't want to have a sharp stick if I'm facing an evil guy in a mass shooting event with a a gun that's, you know, capable of firing uh, rounds in a semi-automatic fashion. I don't want to have to go after him with a short stick, short, sharp, sharp stick. And so if I had a nine millimeter that would blow his lungs out, I would think that's a good idea because it'll end the threat quick and and save a lot of lives. But politicians say, no, that's not, how this works. You shouldn't have it for self-defense if it'll blow lungs out. But anyway, I digress because I don't even know what the point of this is. Like, what is the point of saying this? Even if it was true, like it's, it's a ridiculous statement on its head because there's something called Google. And I don't know if the president who was old enough to be around, um, when we were still using muskets and, uh, you know, cannons that he speaks about so much. (laughs) But he must forget there's something called the internet and there's search engines like Google and stuff. And you could quickly Google, like, would a 9 millimeter round blow lungs out of the body? And he was told this by a trauma physician who I think is a plant of somebody who really doesn't like Joe because he says, here you go, Joe, here's your talking points. When you're about to get on the helicopter, make sure you tell them about these super-powered bullets that blow the lungs right out of the body because he's the laughing stock of the world. And it, there's even people within his organization in his, you know, that believe in his cause that are saying, stop saying you couldn't own a cannon after the Bill of Rights was written because it's not true. And uh, <laughs> so it's hysterical, you know, uh, the... The point is, I think someone is setting him up for failure to make him look like a a total idiot on the world stage, which he can do pretty well on his own. I don't think anyone needs to feed him that information to do that. But what is the point of what he said anyway? Like, I don't get it. Is it too lethal? So therefore, maybe even our police officers shouldn't, shouldn't be carrying it because it could blow someone's lungs out. Or our military uses that for crying out loud. And, you know, I don't understand. The whole point of a gun is a tool to put down, uh, you know, as a self-defense tool is to stop the evil before it he stops you. And so I want superior firepower. I want the tactical advantage in that situation. I want to be able to defend my family and myself with the best means necessary and that's not the uh, that's not the problem. I mean, that's the problem is, you know, we he says, oh, if you shoot him with a twenty two, we might be able to save him. Okay, well, that's the bonus if you really want to save the guy. That I don't have an issue with that. The point is, I need to we need to stop the threat, whether you're talking law enforcement, military, or civilian defensive uses. You need to stop the threat as quickly as humanly possible. But anyway. 
Go to Truth Social and weigh in on the question we posted. Find us on Truth Social or go to capegunworks.com social to like us on any of our social media platforms. You can call in 508-444-2120. It's 508-444-2120. And Professor Claw is monitoring that text line. They're coming in fast and furious. We're also going to get to your uh, questions in a little bit on the live chat as it comes in. But I do want to talk to... um, some of these things, uh, I know they're all, there's also talk about making it illegal to buy and own body armor, uh, talking about you know reducing magazine capacity. Now, Massachusetts has been living um, with the 94 assault weapons ban. I think California has too um, since 94 uh, because when everybody else got their freedom back and it sunsetted in 2004 uh, because it, absolutely failed as a policy and didn't move the needle at all, reduce violent crime in any way, shape, or form. It only restricted those who aren't a problem and and restricted the uh, responsible gun owner. Um, They did away with it and put it on the ash heap of bad ideas where it belonged. And now, here we are again. And Joe Biden likes to take credit for the whole 94 assault weapons ban, that he got it done, and that was his job and it reduced violent crime and but fast forward a little and he likes to talk about mass shootings how it reduced mass shootings i don't know about that joe um something else happened right around that time and it was the gun-free zone was enacted and the gun-free zone was a act that made it illegal to carry a gun within a thousand feet of a school And then they also um, extended it to campuses and universities. Um, But there's some exemptions to that. But for the most part, it is an act, a federal law that said, you know, these places are going to be gun-free zones. And we advertised that now our children are not protected in any way, shape, or form by arms. Unless that school is lucky enough to have a school resource officer um, which we were hoping to have Stephen Exaros on today, Representative Stephen Exaros, who introduced legislation in the Mass State House um, to fund and mandate that a school resource officer is present in every school in Massachusetts, which my hat's off to him. He's at least thinking in the right direction. I saw um, a video that somebody did, I don't remember who, uh, that did the math of the 50, I think 54 billion that we've given to Ukraine so far. Um, If you do that math times how many schools are in America, there's enough money to fund having eight uh, (laughs) SWAT team members at every school paid salary for a year. Uh, Eight school resource officers, SWAT full on SWAT team members at every school in America and guess what? You still have money left over. So we we don't really want to fix the problem is the way I see it. We want to perpetuate the problem so we can continue the narrative of guns bad and people who own guns bad and gun manufacturers bad. And therefore, we have talking points for every election cycle. And we're going to keep beating people over the head. But the people aren't believing it. There's a great Reuters... Reuters uh, poll that came out, I'm sorry, Rasmussen poll that says voters blame mental health and not guns for mass shootings. Interesting. So maybe they're not buying what you're selling 
anymore. Let's hope so. Remember to use this week's code BULLETS at capegunworks.com to get a special discount on your web orders. That's code BULLETS. So go to capegunworks.com right now to get your special discount using code BULLETS. We have Keith Langer next. So stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, and sometimes legal advice by our frequent guest on this show, uh, Keith Langer. How are you today, Keith? Oh, shoveling against the wind, but then that's life in the real world, right? Yeah, you kick the ball up the hill every day, and someday it might go down the other side, right? I always think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of that scene in dumb and dumber when uh the hawaiian tropics bus takes off and the girls were looking for a couple of young guys to apply uh suntan lotion on them and they say you know what someday our ship will come in but (laughs) it's gonna be a some boy in that next town is gonna be a happy camper but anyway uh, i don't know why i digress so much but anyway uh yeah that's all you can do kick the kick the ball up the hill every day and shovel against the tide and uh, someday our ship will come in. But anyway, we wanted to talk to you real quick about, um, I've released a video, uh, Keith, that is, you know, probably going to be nominated for an Academy Award winning performance. Um, But basically enumerating all the steps involved in getting a license to carry here in Massachusetts. I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not, but um, I did. Okay. So, uh, all kidding aside, it, 
it's funny, yes, but it's also meant to, you know, showcase the the ridiculousness of how to exercise your Second Amendment rights here in Massachusetts. And, you know, whether you agree with it or not it is kind of beside the point, but we don't treat any other right on from the Constitution um, in the same way as we do the Second Amendment. And I know people say, well, you know, going to church can't kill you. But frankly, um, the founders didn't see it that way, did they, when they when they enacted the, um, you know, wrote down the Bill of Rights for, for us? Well, the Bill of Rights said nothing about applying to the state for permission. Right. The Bill of Rights says nothing about proving need. The Bill of Rights says nothing about restricting what type of firearms you may own or what their uses are. And surprise, hunting is irrelevant under the Second Amendment. Mm. So is target shooting, right? Well, I would say that's practice, right? which is what you should be doing as part of a regulated militia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the things that in the video I, I did, and if you haven't seen the video, we'll drop the link in the chat, but um, it's uh, basically, what's the title of the video? It's like, How to Get a Gun in Massachusetts. And um, so, you know, it's a it's an amazing amount of steps that you have to go through. And what, what gave me the idea to actually shoot the video was during COVID lockdown was, um, or before the lockdown even, when people were coming in and seeing the... Uh, you know, civil unrest on the news, seeing defunding police departments, seeing calls for um, letting prisoners out of jail because of COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And people seeing their cities burning, you know, people started to say, hey, maybe I got to take this personal safety thing a little bit more serious. So they'd come into the store and they'd say, you know, I I never wanted to get a gun, but how do I get a gun? And it was this almost funny comedy to see, like, me start to explain the the process and their eyes kind of glaze over and they their jaw opens and they say, you know, I read stories about it being like taking out a library, but harder to take out a library book than it is to buy a gun. And I said, well, you live in an alternate universe, but um, we talked about the constitutionality of that. But when it, what it boils down to in this state is the whim of the chief, right? I mean, ultimately, it comes down. We're not a shall-issue state when it comes to license to carry, correct? What little we had in terms of shall-issue was for the FID cards, and that ended in, if memory serves, 2016, when they are still nominally shall-issue, but if the chief doesn't want to, he can go to court and ask the court to deny you. Mm. In terms of the LTC, that was always at the whim of the chief, and whim is the operative term. Mm. So if the chief doesn't think you should have a license to carry, he can just categorically deny you um, for no good reason, even even if uh, you have a no you know, prohibiting reason for denial, correct? Basically, yes, he'll declare you unsuitable and then find some reason to claim you're unsuitable in the cover letter as a rule, but it's 
left up to his discretion, even though the law changed and there is supposed to be a criteria set in the controlling statute for unsuitability, which is that there's some evidence that you are, were, or may be, I love that, may be a threat to yourself or others. But in practice, the courts ignore that and rubber stamp the chiefs. And some of them still cite the old uh, wide latitude, broad language discretion of 30 years ago in their decisions. Mm. And if a chief denies you, your your advice is to get it in writing, of course, right? Well, you will get it in writing in most cases because they'll send a denial letter. Mm. Uh, after 40 days, it's deemed denied, and you can treat it as such. Yeah. I've heard, though, like people who go in and are verbally told, and they don't know the process. They're not gun people. This is their first time ever even applying for a license to carry. And they go in, and and the chief will come out of the office, swagger up to the counter and say, yeah, you can go ahead and apply, but you're not going to get it. So you can save, you know, money and time, and everybody's, you know, just don't even bother. I'll give you an FID card. And so they end up just through kind of that bullying tactic, just settling for the FID. But, um, and I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I was told I wasn't going to get it, so I didn't even bother applying. But that's ridiculous, right? They should push it through and say, oh, no, I definitely want to apply and ha- get a categorical denial for for whatever reason he deems they're unsuitable, right? You validate what you put up with, you deserve. Yeah. You want the license or not. Yeah. And then the other thing is, why are you just wandering in the police station? You should not even be going in unless you have a prepared application in hand. In fact, if you want to be really careful, you bring two. You give them one, have the clerk stamp the other. Mm -hmm. So you've got proof of submission. That's particularly important for renewals because you need to show that your application was in process, that you had filed the application with the PD before your expiration date to trigger the grace period. Mm -hmm. And one more question on that. If you're denied by the chief or the state or whatever, and you decide to appeal it, and you're denied upon appeal, is there anywhere you can go from there? Well, if you're denied by the state, it's because you're not eligible. It's that simple. The FRB refuses to process the application. You are statutorily prohibited, which means both you and the PD blew it. Because if you're not eligible, why would you waste 200 odd dollars on safety courses and an application fee? Right. I got a call yesterday from somebody who did that. Why don't you actually find out whether you're eligible? Why don't you actually read the application? before you consider applying for one and spending money on safety courses and application fees. As far as the appeal period goes, the appeal is first and foremost to district court. Mm -hmm. If you lose there and you want to play for keeps and you think you've got a legitimate case, then your choice is either the single justice session of the Supreme Judicial Court or to Superior Court. I always go to the single justice SJC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that's your, that's basically the, the last, the last of the, the end of the line, right? The end of the road. 
in that case, right? Right. Yeah. Although keep in mind, if you're denied, you can also apply again. Mm -hmm. So for people who didn't pay attention, didn't read the question, thought they knew what the answer was when they didn't read the question, you know, well, it was 10 years ago. Nobody cares. The application says, have you ever? Ever means ever, not the past 10 years, not excluding juvenile, not in another state. Have you ever appeared in court? That's a simple question, and yet people screw it up, and they botch the application and get denied for it. So rather than waste money on an appeal, which they'll lose because they botched the application, they're better off filing a new application with correct information, only now they have to do another yes answer. Have you ever been denied? Yes. Why? Because I botched the application the first time. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot cheaper and more effective than wasting money on an appeal in district court that you will lose. Yeah. And so, now, as regarding what we were was supposed to be the original subject for today, what we were discussing before we went live, you had asked me to look into restrictions, right? And restrictions, there's no such thing as restriction on an FID card, and the chief who tries to impose one is violating the statute. But restrictions exist again at the whim of the chief for an LTC. In fact, the uh, FRB, ever so helpful, made up a menu of restrictions that are in the system for police to use. Mm -hmm. uh, all lawful purpose, personal protection, protection of life, uh, police officer, if, if not carrying on the badge, hunting and target, target shooting, employment, sporting, sporting and target, which is redundant because target is sporting. If you have to be saddled with restriction, which is usually because it's your first license or you move to a red town, then you want sporting because sporting is fairly all encompassing. If you have a sporting restriction, you can take it when you're camping, hiking, kayaking, canoeing, whatever. Hmm. Those are all sports. Whereas if it's hunting and target, the hunting part is almost useless. Right. And, you know, target is self explanatory. In terms of restrictions under the law, Chapter 140, Section 131, Paragraph A, a violation of a restriction imposed by the licensing authority shall be caused for suspension or revocation and shall, unless otherwise provided, be punished by a fine of not less than 1000 nor more than 10000 Wow. However, it is civil. It is not a crime. So... Chances are you'll have your LTC suspended or revoked in that order of probability, a remote possibility of the fine if they want to go to court over it. And they suspend rather than revoke because if your license is suspended, it is still technically active. You cannot apply for another license if you have a suspended license. Hmm. That's why they suspend it and don't revoke it because if it's suspended, they still have you for the duration of that license. Wow. You cannot do anything until it expires other than appeal the suspension. Interesting. And well, we've discussed that. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have to talk more about that because I have a couple scenarios I want to run by you. But um, how, can pe uh, how can people find you if they need your services, Keith, to help them with licensing or whatever else they might need? The easiest way is just look me up online. 
Keith Langer, K-E-I-T-H-L-A-N-G-E-R, and that'll bring you to the website with phone number and email contact. Or just call the office directly, 508-384-8692. Again, 508-384-8692. Great. Well, thanks again, Keith, for joining us. We appreciate it, as always. And don't forget to take a private lesson. Get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, and shotgun, or test out different guns. You can book one now at capegunworks.com slash privates. And we have archery with Dylan, our archery guru. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281 603 0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm really happy to have on the line with us right now, Jared Yanis from Guns and Gadgets, who, if you're not already subscribed to his channels, you're doing life wrong. You need to stop what you're doing and like and subscribe right now so that you can be up to date and up to the minute with what the heck is actually going on out there in this world. And uh, Jared, how are you doing today? Good, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. And uh, thanks for coming on. I I really thought it was important to get you on today. Uh, you're one of the go-to guys for, you know, for me even to, you know, figure out what is really going on out there in the world and what can we expect coming down the pipeline. And it's reaching like a, <laughs> like a tsunami, in my opinion. And I, I feel like they're not done yet, but... What do you what do you say? I mean, what what do you see out there that's coming down the pipe? What should we be worried about? What's just chatter and what's actually might happen or get a vote? Sure. Uh, first off, man, thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Um, and uh, you keep doing what you're doing. I, I listen to your show. I, I watch you. And uh, there's big things coming for you, man. Keep keep it up. Tough here in Massachusetts, as you know, but mm-hmm. uh, you're doing a great thing. 
Uh, you're right. It's uh, definitely a full court press out there as far as uh, the uh, the attacks on our, our you know, God-given right to keep and bear arms and the self-defense. Mm. Um, you know, we don't get our rights from the government, but they seem to think that they can limit them. Right. And uh, with the events that we've seen in uh, most recently in Buffalo and in Uvalde, uh, they are using these opportunities. Unfortunately, they're using, uh, you know, bodies aren't even, uh, the families haven't even, you know, taking care of their member, their family members who have, have deceased and politicians are jumping on it, making it a, a political issue, a political battle. Uh, and, you know, it didn't hurt that they're so far behind leading up to the votes and the uh, elections in November that they're going to use this in any way they can to hopefully win back some elected uh, seats in November. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're politicizing uh, the deaths of, of innocent victims at the hands of uh, crazed criminals. And they're blaming an inanimate object for the uh, the outcome, and they're going to go after people who did nothing wrong, and more than likely would never do anything wrong. Us law-abiding citizens. Mm. Uh, as far as some of the things that have been submitted or are being talked about right now, uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, so we have uh, the big thing is um, there were eight bills oh, that were thrown into an omnibus package that will be. Um, Marked up in the Senate, uh, the I'm sorry, the House Judiciary Committee tomorrow, mm. and those eight bills are looking to uh, a uh, to ban ghost guns, uh, to b raise the age of purchasing long guns from 18 to 21, as well as restricting the types of ammunition uh, people aged 18 to 21 can purchase. Mm. Uh, they want to. Um, to uh, force safe storage laws on, on people, uh, depending on certain criteria, if there are people in the house or minors or people who aren't supposed to have access, the government thinks it's their job to dictate to you how you handle uh, your firearms. Mm. There are uh, talks at the federal level for body armor bans. Uh, they're, they're all over the place right now. We have uh, a reinstituted desire to pass universal background checks, which is a firearms registry. Uh, we also have... Um, the uh, renewed interest on banning the person-to-person private transaction, uh, selling items you own legally to another person who are who's allowed to legally to legally purchase those items. Jeez. But if you had to ask me uh, which one I was concerned about, because you know obviously the Democrats have the majority in the House, but we have a 50-50 split within the Senate, and they still have to get that 60 votes for a filibuster to get any legislation uh, through to the Senate mm. for a vote. The one thing that's concerning me right now is the fact that Lindsey Graham out of South Carolina and Richard Blumenthal in Connecticut uh, have gone buddy-buddy in the uh, renewal on the national red flag law. Mm. And that's dangerous because of the names that are being tossed out that are working uh, across the aisle. We have senators who are quote-unquote Republicans like Pat Toomey uh, and Lindsey Graham working to violate our right to keep and bear arms to violate our uh, right against uh, you know illegal search and seizure to uh, to have this uh, it's nothing but more than a gun confiscation uh, at a federal level right it becomes very arbitrary the criteria right of that has to be met in order to literally seize or confiscate weapons from people without the typical due process right uh, and the way they're doing it is tactically smart um, because they know that the Supreme Court's already mentioned that a, a red flag law 
uh, should be taken up soon by the court because there is uh, solid uh, uh, solid question on whether it will pass constitutional muster. I don't think it will, um, nor does most of the country. Uh, So what this bill is looking to do is to bribe uh, states with the use of grants into having the states make their own red flag law. They're using the Tenth Amendment where the the states have more power than the federal government, and they want the states to be the ones to violate our Second Amendment rights. Uh, and they're going to do that the same way they did with you know, the 55 mile an hour speed limit, uh, the 21 year old drinking age, and that's to bribe uh, with money. Right. But yeah, different states have different uh, requirements. Some states it's just law enforcement and close family. Other states it's you know uh, doctors, therapists, uh, neighbors, friends. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, variables, which makes it even more dangerous. Yeah. Now, I'm sure in the law enforcement role you played. In your former life, <laughs> former career, um, you, you saw probably abuses of, you know, the restraining order system, uh, right? Or at least it was set up in a way that it was, the potential was there for, um, you know, abuses of that, right? Even in the, um, you know, I don't know how often it happens, but I know it does. And uh, I was wondering if you saw anything like that um, when you were a police officer. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you see it happen uh, when you're you're dealing with the, some scenario, and not all of them. You know, there are a vast majority of the people who are seeking help are seeking help for a legitimate reason, but there are definitely uh, scenarios where the uh, the gray area is taken advantage of for one party or another. Um, but it, it should also be said that every single state has two laws on the book that accomplishes exactly what they uh, are saying these red flags or ERPOs or extremist protection orders are for, uh, you know, every state has a law in which if somebody is in mental health crisis in one way or another, then they can get them to the help. You know, first responding, whether it's police or EMS, they can get them help, whether it's, uh, you know, being sought or it's against their will, they can, you know, be brought to the right pro- professionals where they can work through their issues. And we all, every state has a domestic violence restraining order law. So right. uh, the only difference between those two laws in every state and the ERPOs that they want is the ability to confiscate firearms before anybody is uh, A, charged with a crime and B, convicted of a crime. Right. Uh, we have rights in this country and they're all being violated under the extreme risk protection order. Yeah. And that's my biggest concern about the whole thing is if that is abused in any way, shape or form uh, to get at somebody, you know, like, um, the old Hatfield and McCoy's, you know, type of thing, this decades old, whatever, uh, you know, fight between two parties and they red flag somebody, what is the ramifications going to be, uh, for that person who falsely, um, red flags somebody? I don't, you know, they talk a good game, but in reality, is there actually going to be any teeth to it? Uh, I would doubt it. I mean, if you look in today's society, people file false complaints all the time. And what happens to them? I mean, this is, mm. I don't trust government to protect me or my family. And uh, that is why I take my safety paramount. Uh, and uh, I don't think, I don't suggest anybody out there depends on another individual, uh, especially a government agency or, or even people far away in D.C. to to keep them safe. 
A, it's not their job. The Constitution has said that you know law enforcement has no duty to protect you. And B, uh, everything that government has put their hands in, they've screwed up. Right. <laughs> so I don't trust them. Yeah, I agree. Government does a great job of screwing just about everything they touch up. Um, uh, one thing that, you know, going back to some of these laws that are being proposed and I always find the irony in all of them that, or the, I guess irony might not be the best choice of words, but look at the one that says raising the act of uh, age act from 18 to 21 to purchase guns and ammo just by the, the very nature of that law, they're implying that there's a majority of 18 to 20 year olds running around out there with guns causing mayhem on the streets and causing violence. Like you don't punish an entire segment of the population for the sins or the evil of one person that happened to be 18 years old. And where do you take that logic? If a 46 year old goes out and commits the same type of murder, are you going to ban guns for 46 year olds? Like it doesn't make sense. You know, you don't punish. Right, them. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, unless it's unless it fits the agenda, of course. Right. We send eighteen to twenty-one year olds uh, overseas all throughout history to do the government's bidding with firearms, of all things. Right. And we give them a lot more than an AR-15, don't we? <laughs> yeah, there is not one standing army in the world that uses an AR-15. <laughs> right. Yeah, we trust them with belt feds and tanks, and uh, send them to you know school to learn how to fly fighter jets and stuff. So. I think they can handle, uh, you know, a lot of responsible 18, 19, 20-year-olds out there. I actually got a gun when I was 18. I got my license to carry when I was 18. I'm dating myself, but you could still get it when uh, the license to carry when I first applied. But ironically, the local police department held that up for six months, and uh, I didn't get it till I was 18 and a half, you know, <laughs> even though I was there on my birthday, but... <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, it's crazy. So, hey, we really appreciate all the great work you do. You you really do keep your finger on the pulse and have great contacts in the industry and and really uh, give us the heads up of what to expect and when we need to hit the phones and stuff. So how can people find you and and follow your work as you uh, are out there in the every day in the arena getting it done for us? Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, the easiest way to find me is on YouTube, Guns hand gadgets you can spell out hand or type in the ampersand um, usually the second thing on the search under guns and roses i still got some work to do keep down. <laughs> great awesome well i appreciate you jared and we'll definitely have to talk again soon so stay safe out there and god bless brother thank you toby you as well all right and uh thank you for tuning in and remember this show is ending here but it goes on for another hour so tune in at capegunworks.com click on the rapid fire icon Call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. I promise we are getting to all of your questions in the second hour. You can ask questions, check out some of our online content. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. I'm Toby Leary. Don't go away. We will be back with your questions after this.
May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Tune into capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation, and you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can also leave a message there anytime, and we will get to your questions. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, and Truth Social. Uh, go there and weigh in on the question we posted. You can go to uh, Truth Social and type in at Cape Gunworks and you'll find us. There's one place where you won't find us, and that is Instagram, because we have been deplatformed Zuckerberg right off that channel, and now we are there on a backup account called cgw underscore backup fake news and they have let us operate there for a little while they are starting to flag our posts again just like the old page but 
anyway, we hope to see you there and you'll get to see us uh, and some of the great content that we post there. But uh, I want to thank Jared for coming on. And uh, when before we got on the air with him, we were chit-chatting about all the stuff going on. We didn't even scratch the surface of everything that's in the news right now when it comes to guns. Uh, but one of the things we did talk about was the the victim of one of the victims of the Brooklyn subway shooting is suing the gunmaker Glock for his injuries because that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And because New York paved the way uh, by the U.S. District Court in the Eastern District of New York, uh, they allowed these lawsuits against gun manufacturers in the case of these, you know, mass shooting events. Um, And it's the most idiotic thing on its face. You know, it reminds me of the um, McDonald's drive-thru person who bought the hot coffee. They got a hot coffee from McDonald's drive-thru. Now, I will say McDonald's coffee used to be about the same temperature as the surface of the sun but anyway this person spilled their coffee on themselves and got burnt and sued mcdonald's for multi-million dollar lawsuit which you would think would just be thrown out and dismissed because they were claiming ignorance that they didn't know the coffee was hot and they won and then after that everybody had to write caution contents of this cup may be hot on the lid and that's what we get as a result uh but anyway um as fraudulently fraudulent as that is, they didn't sue Folgers, right? They sued McDonald's. Same as this situation. Like, you wouldn't sue Glock. You'd sue the guy who tried to kill you, right? That would make a whole lot more sense than suing Glock. But no, they know that Glock has deep pockets. So therefore, here we go. I do think that uh, Remington may have contributed a little bit to this possibility even happening because there is a act, and I forget the chapter and verse, of the immunity that the manufacturers do have because, you know, this has been tried before. So there was a, a gun uh, immunity uh, afforded to the manufacturers that if some psycho uses their product, it isn't their fault, which is obvious to every critical thinking American. But the fact of the matter is it apparently isn't that obvious to everybody else in the world. So if you're not a critical thinker, you might think, hey, this is a good way for me to get a big windfall payday. So anyway, here it is. It's it's happening, and I think it'll go either up to an appeals or hopefully the Supreme Court will weigh in on it and say this is ridiculous. But, um, you know, it's like when somebody's operating a motor vehicle and they decide to use it for illegal activity, maybe they're speeding or drunk or, um, you know, drag racing or something like that, they don't usually have any standing to sue the manufacturer of the car because that would be ridiculous. But when it comes to guns, nothing is off the table. We don't like guns as far as 
you know, politicians are concerned. So we're going to go ahead and attorney generals are going to concern. They want to make sure that people have a clear path to bankrupt the industry that is an enumerated right from our U.S. Constitution. And like Jared put, is actually a right given to us by God, not man. And our founders acknowledge that and we're smart enough to write it down. Uh, I wish... You know, I I saw a funny meme a couple of weeks ago where it shows what women would do. Uh, and this is obviously very overgeneralization, but what women would do if they were had a time machine. And it shows them going back in time and visiting this lady and saying, I'm your, you know, grandmother or I'm your granddaughter. And they're like, oh, no kidding. You know, let's sit down and have tea. And then it shows what some guys would do if they had the time machine. Go back to the founding fathers and say, Write it so a five-year-old can understand it, you know, talking about the Second Amendment. Uh, So, you know, because they wrote it very intelligently and eloquently and grammatically correct. Uh, But, you know, people still want to take it and parse it out and say, oh, that doesn't really mean that, you know. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah, no, it definitely means that. So, but anyway, um, so... We'll have to keep an eye on that, the Glock lawsuit in New York, no other place but New York. But um, it was, you know, this is right on the coattails of the $73 million settlement with Remington for the families of Sandy Hook. Um, so, you know, I think that there should be a way to sue uh, j- judges and district attorneys and politicians who make soft on crime gun laws and let people who have giant rap sheets out of jail early or give them some, you know, low bail or no bail sentencing and put them right back on the street to continue their activity. Like, how about we sue them? That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Bankrupt those people. Um, But I bet you there's a law out there protecting them and insulating them from any type of lawsuit as a result of their uh, activity. And I I think there was even uh, someone who called into question uh, one of the judges that let a person out early. I think it was the Sacramento shooter who got out of jail six years early. Uh, I'm going from memory here, so forgive me if I have some of the points wrong, but they basically released a statement saying, I know my actions have created harm, and uh, but I stand by those actions. And it's like, are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? So basically what you're saying is you're okay with violent criminals getting out early and going on to commit murder and mayhem because of your actions, and you stand by them. Okay, I see where we're coming from now. So in other words... You guys don't want to fix the problem because if you did, you would lock up the most violent criminals and not let them out of jail early. You wouldn't let them off on good behavior. You wouldn't end uh, their sentence early. You would keep them in there to the day of whatever the maximum federal sentencing guidelines are. Rapid Fire, the 2A Talk Show. Remember, you can call into the show anytime or text 508-444-2120. Uh, 508-444-2120. And I promised we would get to your questions, which we are going to do. We have a text um, that came in uh, a little bit, a little while ago, and it says, 
Um, excuse me, I'm getting to it right now. Uh, my friend has some sort of restraining order from his first wife over 20 years ago and interested in the shooting sports now has been remarried over 20 years, raised a family on cordial terms with his first wife and not so much as a parking ticket since. Is he banned for the rest of his life and getting an LTC? Seems very unfair to me. He's also honorably discharged Army veteran from the 70s. Uh, thanks for that question, uh, Bill. But I think I addressed this on the Grace Curley show the other day, too. I think we're going to punt this over to Keith Langer, but I do believe there is a pathway for him to get his uh, permit. I would have him apply and get denied at first if that's what's coming, so at least he can appeal it. But um, I would say go through the process um, and make sure he gets, you know, you never know, he might make it through, but you got to apply at first to know where you stand. So um, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we do have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and an upcoming couples class, June 18th. What a better activity to do with your significant other than come get your license to carry. Sign up at capegunworks.com and click on class calendar and sign up today. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, and we're going to jump right back on your questions. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 508-444-2120. 508-444-2120 is the number. You can text, call, or leave a message, and we will get to your question. Let's get back to your questions here as they roll in. Um, B says, hey, Toby, when purchasing a receiver as a gift for someone, I would assume that there is no EFA-10 required to transfer. Simply give it to them as a gift and they would receive it, record it in the EFA-10 once built. Correct. That is exactly the process. B. The state of Massachusetts does not view a framer or receiver as a firearm. So there's no way to register a receiver um, or you know do a transfer. The funny thing is they'll suggest you do that if you call the um, 
<laughs> Department of Public Safety, but there's really no, you, you get options for pistol, rifle, or shotgun. That's it. There's no frame or receiver. But shh, don't give them any ideas. But anyway, yeah, once they build it into a gun that goes bang, they'll have to EFA tenant. Mick says, is the Springfield Hellion legal in mass? And Hellion it is. <laughs> Sorry, there's a bad attempt at a dad joke. Um, but it is, yes. We have a couple of them in stock at Cape Gun Merch, so uh, get them quick. They go really fast. So you'll want to check it out uh, there. Uh, give us a call and you'll be able to go snap one up. Uh, G-Webs is saying, do we have the audio on any of the podcasts like iHeart, Stitcher, iTunes, etc.? And yes, I believe you can find uh, the Rapid Fire All One Word podcast on pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, so we are out there. We are going to try and get on Gun Radio Network. Um, so that's something we got to work on a little bit. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, D. Scott is um, echoing what my I said in the first segment of the first hour. Is Nine mil will blow your lung out your back. Thoughts on President Biden's assessment? Yeah, I, I talked about that uh, for a while there. And, um, you know, I I got nothing. I really don't. Fake there's, news. There's nothing intelligent to say about that. Um, Fake news. And Josh wants to know my opinion of the P365 or the Hellcat. And I would say, as it relates to Massachusetts, the slight edge or advantage goes to... Uh, the Hellcat because it doesn't have a thumb safety. I am a mass resident and I do carry the 365, but I have the no thumb safety version, which you can also have in this state, but you got to build it from a fire control unit. So it's going to cost you a little bit more money. And, you know, it's that's just the nature of the game. It's going to cost you more. So you can get the 365 XL or whatever, but you're going to have to build it from the um, fire control unit. So if you want just a gun right off the rack, the edge goes to Hellcat. They come optics ready or not. And I would say ultimately it comes down to how does it feel in your hand. Um, I like the 365 XL, a little bit longer barrel, a little bit better um, at managing recoil in my opinion. But I think I'm going to upgrade at some point to the new Spectre Comp just because I think it's cool, um, but you never know. And there's some other people chiming in, 365, you know, so they're already giving their answers there. But uh, Tom says, the cowardly response of the police and their failure to do their job to protect and serve. Yes, that's true, Tom. And that's coming from someone who has a history in law enforcement, not me, but Tom. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's a big subject. I think there was a lot of breakdowns and failures almost at every front, and I could go on for hours about that. Um, make sure you go to Truth Social and weigh in on the question we posted. Find us at truthsocial.com or go to capegunworks.com forward slash social media to like and subscribe on all of our social media channels. Um, but you can, uh, if you're an Android or a web-based user, you got to go to the website truthsocial.com. If you're an iPhone user, you can get the app and get right on there. I think... Uh, you know, it's nice to be on these platforms that don't shadow ban and and um, don't, you know, cause our posts to be knocked down and, and uh, you know, taken off or violations of their whatever, you know, 
their rules are at this given moment. Uh, it's amazing that they go back and mine posts from four or five years ago and say, this violates our terms of use agreement, so we're taking it down, even though it doesn't, and we have to appeal it. And then finally, they just got sick of our nonsense and whacked us. But anyway, um, getting back to Tom's statement there, I think the, the most glaring um, the most glaring, egregious thing is when a cop who raises his hand and swears an oath to uphold the Constitution and to protect and serve, when they're called into this situation where we need boots on the ground and guns in the hand to go in and get the bad guy that they gaggle up outside in the parking lot and do everything they can to keep the parents from going into the building. So they're handcuffing parents to keep them who aren't afraid of getting hurt because their kids are in there. And my hat's off to the mother who, you know, came there, became hysterical at the inactivity. So they handcuff her, talks herself out of the handcuffs, jumps the fence, goes inside and frees her two kids. You know, like, that's what, I mean, if the, Police who have the body armor and the guns and the AR-15 aren't going to, and the battering rams and uh, aren't going to go in, shoot, give some moms with guns and they're going in. I promise you that. And they'll get that thing over in no time. And, you know, that's the way it works. And uh, because they're going to go in there and get their kids out. It's it's like the saying, you know, would you ever jump into a shark-infested uh, tank if your Rolex watch fell in? The answer is generally no. But would you jump, jump into that shark-infested tank if your kid fell in? And the answer is a heck yes, man. Or as Beto likes to say, hell yes. I would be diving in so fast, you know, to get my kid out of that shark. Well, that's what's happening. We have our kids in this shark-infested tank called a gun-free zone. And uh, then the law enforcement community, which by the way, started at Parkland because that sheriff's deputy who wouldn't go in. And then they even took him to court over it and charged him with dereliction of duty. And he was found not responsible. The court system basically said he did not have a civic duty or obligation to go in there and free set those kids free. Well, what are you doing wearing a badge? Sorry, go get another lock, but line of work. Frankly, be the mall cop. Go punch some receipts as people walk out of Walmart. Go, you know, go do something else. Go ride around in the golf cart in the retirement community down in, you know, the double wide trailer park in Florida. All I'm saying is don't be the first responder that has to show up. We need pipe hitters with boots on the ground that are not afraid to go in. Oh, and my. and get you know and end the threat as quickly as humanly possible. So that's my personal um, thoughts on the breakdown of the law enforcement. And ironically, they had two active shooter training situation scenarios um, happen in the last year. One just two months ago. And what did they learn? Did they learn to gaggle up in the parking lot like they did at uh, you know at um, out in Aurora, Colorado, uh, Columbine High School, is, you know, did we all of a sudden go back to 1994 tactics where we wait for the SWAT teams? No. They were told to stand down and why. And ironically, the police chief is not cooperating with investigation anymore. 
He is not cooperating with investigators. He's refusing to talk to the press, and he's refusing to cooperate with investigators. I think that talk tells you a lot. So anyway, that's, uh, that's the way I feel. Ask me how I really feel, and uh, I can go on for another hour. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, from the text line, we got, uh, does Florida recognize a mass license to carry? I want to take my gun on vacation. Unfortunately not. Um, they do not have reciprocity agreement with Massachusetts. Um, the good news is they do recognize any federal or nationally recognized curriculum that has a live fire component to it. So if you took a federally uh, recognized curriculum with a live fire component, then you can apply for your license to carry, your non-resident license to carry in Florida. And they're very good about giving out those licenses. And generally speaking, if you have a license here, you're probably going to get it pretty quick in Florida. The good news is they're also talking about becoming the 26th constitutional carry state. So that would be great. Governor Santis is urging it. He's, uh, he said he will sign it into law. So, you know, they even kind of pulled back the legislature for a special session because they ended their session without taking it up and punting on it because some guy said, oh, it's a big tourist area and we don't want people thinking everybody's running around with guns and on their hips in the gunshine state. <laughs> you know, well, I, I bet you more people are carrying a gun in Florida than you think. But there you go. Um, so uh, my thoughts on the Johnny Depp trial. Um, I honestly haven't been following it that close. Angela, uh, I have some friends that are really following it like like it's, you know, Gossip Weekly. But uh, I've seen some clips and some I, I've certainly taken more of an entertainment value out of it than anything. But if what Johnny Damon asserts is true, that he was domestically abused by his wife, Johnny Depp, I'm sorry, Johnny Damon, Freudian slip there. Uh, Johnny Damon is just the, uh, <laughs> the guy who, what did they say about Johnny Damon? He was, looks like Jesus, talks like Mary, and acts like Judas when he went to the New York Yankees. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, we'll talk about the Johnny Depp trial on the other side, but um, I think if he was... Uh, abused by his wife, which does happen, then, you know, I hope he wins. Frankly, uh, I really do hope he wins, but um, I don't have enough time, effort, and energy in my life to follow it that closely. So, all right, well, we will be right back. This is a 2A talk radio show that you can call into the show anytime or text to 508-444-2120. Please include your first name, your location, and your question. And if we don't answer it this week, we'll try to get to it next week. But we want to make sure we get to you. So uh, we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, 
including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back. This is Toby Leary, your host of Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to Truth Social and weigh in on the question we posted. Find us on Truth Social or go to capegunworks.com forward slash social media to like and subscribe on all of our social media sites. So we're getting back to your questions here, as promised. Um, They're rolling in uh, pretty quickly, so... I want to devote a lot of the this hour to to getting your questions, and um, where we left off was uh, let's see the Johnny De- Johnny Depp trial. Um, one of the things that I found particularly interesting is um, the Amber Heard when she was on the stand was being cross-examined by Johnny Depp's lawyer and basically saying, hey, you said when they divorce, you're going to donate $7 million. This isn't a money thing to you. Uh, you haven't donated that money yet, have you? And she's like, oh, well, I've pledged it. And she's like, so answer the question. You haven't donated. Well, it's the same thing. It's synonymous, pledged and donate. No, it's not. Writing the check is what <laughs> donated means. So, uh, yeah, it was just amazing. But uh, anyway, that was um, that was one of the things I saw and I found it funny that Amber Heard's lawyer, you know, she has provided a lot of entertainment value as well with the, um, with the objecting to her own question. You know, I object your honor. Well, it's your question. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, but that's all I know about it. I am really not in on it that much. So let's get back to the news of the day that I am well-versed in, which is, uh, guns and, Etc. Um, the thing I'd like to point out, and that is, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure most of you did, um, that Justin Trudeau has introduced legislation in Canada to ban handguns. And it wasn't that long ago that he banned semi-automatic rifles, almost unilaterally, just, you know, without, I don't believe that went to a, a legislative session. I think he did it by executive order. And he banned semi-automatic rifles, listed all the guns that are banned by name, including black rifle coffee, which I found extremely 
hysterical. But so he goes ahead and bans all them. Then it's not two years later, and here he is banning handguns. And I don't know if it's more of a unilateral thing or a, uh, you know, executive order or or if it is does have to go to the parliament there and, and some sort of legislative session for him to sign into law. But he says he's introducing the legislation and to just stop it dead in its tracks. You won't be able to buy, sell, transfer um, any handguns. And I think he's even talking about uh, ammunitions, et cetera. Uh, but this goes back, let's reset the argument, the gun control debate, 20 years when they're saying nobody wants to take your guns. No one's going to come for your guns. Just, you know, high-capacity magazines and assault weapons. That's all we care about. Well, guess what? You know, we've seen it in Great Britain. We've seen it in Australia. Now we're seeing it before our very eyes in Canada. And it was, I think, the same day or the day after when Joe Biden said, you know, the whole nine millimeter blow your lung out, Joe, Jim, you know, it reminds me of that uh, Warren Zephon song. It'll rip your lungs out, Jim. Uh, You know, it'll rip your lungs right out, the nine millimeter bullet. But um, it's a day apart from or the same day as Justin Trudeau wanting to ban all handguns. He doesn't want to be outdone, which got me thinking that, you know what, there's a lot of our legislative body, there's a lot of judges, there's a lot of appointed officials, and at the top of the food chain, the POTUS, the President of the United States, that probably are a little bit jealous of the power that Justin Trudeau has and his ability to act in tyrannical ways. Like, here we have much too hard of a process. And Joe Biden has threatened to use executive action to ban guns and, you know, for gun control reasons. And I think they're jealous of that action because they could really get something done. Uh, You know, they just can't act. And even Obama opined about that once. He's like, I'm not a king here. I can't just make laws as much as I'd like to be able to. He just can't, you know wave his hand. And if that doesn't speak to the intelligence of our founding fathers, you know, the balance of power and, uh, you know, nothing speaks to the brilliance of the foundation of this country more than that balance of power. And right now the balance is tipped, as Jared pointed out, heavily into the uh, favor of those who would wish to take our guns away. Uh, They control the White House. They control um, the legislature, uh, both houses, uh, the House and the Senate is a 50-50 tie with the vice president casting the tie-breaking vote. So yes, they have the edge in the Senate and they are nominating a lot of judges Let's uh, and confirming a lot of judges. Let's not forget how many that the Trump administration uh, appointed, but the Biden administration is getting a lot through as well. So there's going to be ramifications of this um, for a long time to come, but I think that at the bottom uh, or the end of the day, these people who are jealous of Justin Trudeau's power like this are in every way, in every definition, true oath breakers because they stand up in front of the American people in these very uh, 
you know, pomp and circumstance of ceremonies and very flowery speeches are prepared and they get up in their best uh, dresses and suits and put their hand on the Bible and raise their right hand and they promise to uphold the Constitution, so help me God. And then they turn around and break their oath as soon as they get into their chambers or their uh, their place of business and want to take away your enumerated rights and say things like, no rights are absolute, right after pledging to the American people that you will faithfully uphold the Constitution and execute your duties as well, fill in the blank, whatever your duties are. But yet then they'll go right out and sell their soul to the devil, as far as I'm concerned, uh, because they won't keep their oath. They have zero integrity. And frankly, that should disqualify them. Anybody who wants to change the Constitution of the United States should be disqualified from running for office. It should be an automatic. It should be like, you know, when you get the draw four card, you know, in, in Uno, you should be immediately like, Oh, sorry. You're trying to change the constitution. There you go. Don't pass go. Don't collect a hundred, $200. Go directly to jail. Cause you're a traitor. I'm sorry to say it so plainly. And so, uh, stoutly, but that is exactly how I feel. You look at what the free founding fathers did for the freedom of this country. They pledged fortunes, family, livelihoods, and in many, many cases, their lives to give us the founding documents. The oath breakers and the soulless creatures that exist in today's political environment don't pledge any of that. They don't pledge. In fact, they're getting rich off the system. They are becoming rich by being a career politician uh, in their faithful duties as public servants. And to me, that stinks of rot and corruption uh, to to the core. And they think nothing of selling their soul in the process. But I will get off the soapbox and get back to your questions. I had to get that off my chest and I feel better about it because, <laughs> you know, that I think is the, the most wicked thing that they could do. And uh, you know what? There's going to be an account for that someday. Um, read Psalm 2, okay, and see what God thinks about oath breakers. Um, <laughs> he's, he has some pretty harsh language uh, about people who violate their oath of office. So there you have it. Go, go check that out. Um, unfortunately, we have to live with their, the mess that they make. All right, let's get back to the news of the day. Um, will Richard saying with Canada banning handguns, will that mean nine millimeter will come down in price since a whole country is not buying it anymore? Very good question, uh, Richard. You know, that's the old uh, um saying more for me, you know, (laughs) I don't know if that's true, um, unfortunately, because, you know, the military is going to be buying, and I'm sure there's the the majority of the wholesale buyer of 9mm, they're they're a NATO country, right? So they're going to be continuing to buy 9mm. So I'm sure they are still the largest purveyor of it, uh, because they can have it, and they can be protected by the people who have it, 
just making sure that their citizens can't have it and protect their families uh, from, you know, evil. So anyway, uh, Angela says they want to take our arms so they can easily overtake us. I, I can't. How can you argue with that logic? Because we saw it happen in Australia. We saw it happen in uh, China. We saw it happen in New Zealand, right? Lockdowns and unprecedented lockdowns, sending people to concentration camps. I'm sorry, COVID-19 camps. And uh, I know I'm probably just getting us kicked off YouTube for even saying anything about the COVID-19. But anyway, let's steer it back to where we are. But it is the Second Amendment that preserves our right of freedom here in this country. Um, Aaron says, if he's giving away all our money to these other countries, why can't we use it here in defense of our churches, malls, schools, and grocery stores? Uh, Because that makes sense, Aaron. And they don't ever like to fix the problem. They just like to have the problem in perpetuity. If they wanted to fix it, they would have done something about it a long time ago, like harden the target, arm, you know, school resources officers and gun-free zones, allow teachers who want to carry uh, and, you know, have a right to keep and bear arms, exercise their right to keep and bear arms, uh, put some locks on doors, put some bulletproof glass on the entryways, you know, have some camera systems, maybe tie into the local 911 system, uh, hire companies like NetTalon to go in and do uh, some security at the schools uh, for a whole lot less money than the average cost of a football field in every high school stadium in America. Um, Fun with a Gun says, as for the help to Ukraine, guys, they are fighting our war. I know it seems like a thousand miles away, but they do, honestly. Uh, it's a good investment. Um, I I can't disagree with you more there, fun with a gun. I feel for the people of the, the good people of Ukraine. Um, I even feel for the people of Russia who are suffering through the sanctions that are happening because Putin's still getting a billion dollars a day from the gas pipeline to Europe. And uh, that, um, you know, the Biden administration signed off on, uh, you know, no problems there, but shut down the Keystone pipeline. But anyway, boy, this is turning into a political show today. But I don't think it was a good investment to send the money to Ukraine. It is a war they cannot win. It Day one, Russia invaded. We should have tried to broker a peace treaty. We should have tried to broker uh peaceful surrender terms. It is a war that they can't win. NATO is not going in to save them. And, you know, I just think that uh, there's too many questions, not enough answers there. Um, you know, it, it was never going to be able to be, you know, the, the news has been pounding us over the head in the media that, oh, they're beating back the Russians, they're winning the war, and nothing is further from the truth. All the perpetuity of that war does is harm the people that live there. They should be brokering a peace agreement ASAP. Um, But anyway, um, we will be back after this. Don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday night and Ladies Night every other Thursday. You'll want to register online. They sell out quick. You can also try a range experience package. No gun license necessary. So come on down. We'll see you after this. I'm Toby Leary.
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And obviously, I waded way into the weeds today, talking about all kinds of news of the day, which I don't normally do. I try to keep this a laser focus on guns and the rights surround it. But unfortunately, guess what happens with guns? They get politicized. And so we end up wading into the weeds politically. But you guys dragged me there, too. I'm blaming my texters here because... Because they're putting all the political stuff up there that I comment on. I could just not read it, but I read it. I'm like Joe Biden. I read whatever's on the screen. Whatever you put in front of me, I read. No. Um, Anyway, uh, I do believe that is a war that they will not win or cannot win. It's Someone uh, said, and I agree with them, uh, that they could no more win that war than Mexico could win a war with the United States. That is literally the disparity of power there. And um, I feel that um, there's way too many questions around that whole scenario. But that's what happens when you vote. You know, I don't think we voted, but um, uh, I think we impaneled or we installed somebody who uh, is, you know, doesn't know what the heck they're doing. But anyway, uh, let's get back to your questions. Um Let's see here. Uh, are pellet guns allowed in Massachusetts? If so, can I plink off my back deck for practice without getting in trouble if a neighbor sees me? And yes, I, you absolutely can shoot a pellet gun in your backyard. There's no law that prohibits you from that. I would obviously say shoot responsibly and don't make sure nothing ricochets off and hits a neighbor. But um, that would be, uh, there's nothing that, prevents you from doing that and i would encourage you to do that <laughs> it's a lot of fun and uh but do it safely um and uh this is a question for keith we might have to punt till next week but does the conflicting court decisions on the under 21 age limit restrictions in california and florida mean that it will end up at scotus um i don't think because two courts conflicted on it will res- mean it'll result end up at scotus i believe that just about everything that the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals does with a three-judge panel usually goes to the en banc, you know, full board or full panel to rule on it. And if it's overturned, then I'm sure an appeal will go to the Supreme Court. But um, that would be the only way it would really affect us here in Massachusetts is if it does get ruled on by the Supreme Court. And who knows whether they'll take it up or not. Um, But that's 
you know, that's, uh, that remains to be seen. Um, and JF is putting in the chat blackout coffee, which is, uh, a comment because of Jared from Guns and Gadgets who was on and Skunkworks says he's the man, which I agree. It's, he's great. And uh, we sell blackout coffee here at Cape Gunworks and uh, we're proudly do it and proudly drink it every day. And actually I have a full cup of it right here that I've been sipping on during the show and it is delicious. Um, so get some today. Uh, any experience with the Beretta A300 Outlander thoughts? Have a chance to get one for a good price for clay sports. Yes, they are an excellent gun. Um, I wouldn't hesitate to get one if you can get one at a good price. Beretta has nailed the semi-automatic shotgun, in my opinion. The A300 Outlander is phenomenal, so go for it. Uh, don't forget to check out Date Light and Ladies' Night every other Thursday. Date Night is on Friday. Ladies' Night every other Thursday. Or try our Range Experience Package. Uh, no gun license required. And the discount word of the day is bullets. So go to our website to get that. Bullets on checkout. All right. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion you need punch defensive ammunition from federal the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition get federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at cape gunworks snap safe Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. We got a quick segment here, so I'm going to get right to your questions. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Join us every week. Go to capecomeworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. So uh, there's a lot of good uh, questions here in the in comments in the in the chat and whatnot. So I want to try and get to the uh, get to most of them. So um, let's see here. Uh, if Massachusetts doesn't consider a frame or a receiver a gun, why do they consider a ghost gun? A ghost frame, a ghost gun. I think they're stuck with the law that they've been dealt. They consider everything a gun in the uh, attorney general's office, um, but they, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. They um, are stuck with the laws they've been given. So thankfully, incompetent people made that law. So um, let's see here. Um, 
okay, Hustle brings up a good point. I didn't talk about it yet today. I talked about it extensively Monday on the uh, Grace Curley show and Tuesday, I think I mentioned it, but uh, did I see the story of the West Virginia woman with a concealed carry stopping a mass shooting a day or so after Uvalde? And I did. I read this. Um, I might have even got to it last week on the Rapid Fire show. I don't remember. But it was a uh, situation where this woman or was in a neighborhood and there was a guy driving his car very fast and there were kids at play and they kind of flagged him down and said, Hey, cool it, bro. Like slow down, man. There's kids, you know? And so he took off and left the neighborhood and everybody probably thought that's good. You know, crazy driver out of the neighborhood. Well, lo and behold, he comes back a, a while later and jumps out of the car with an AR 15 and starts shooting into a graduation party. And I, I have no idea what possessed him to do this. But meanwhile, the aforementioned uh, woman with a gun or mom with a gun whips out her concealed carry, everyday carry, and shot the guy dead. And no other injuries. So that is a wonderful ending to a horrific situation where some guy shows up and just randomly starts shooting into a crowd of people. And no one else was shot, thankfully. And this woman shot the guy dead, and my hands, you know, applaud him, uh, her, excuse me, for stopping that or ending that mass shooting threat. And this happens all the time. There's also a lot of shootings and um, a lot of interactions with evil people with uh, weapons who want to commit mayhem and murder and rape and uh you know, felonious robbery and um, home, you know, invasions, etc. And they're stopped with people with guns. And it happens in some estimates two and a half million times a year. But conservative estimates are a million and a half times a year. Even if it was half a million a year, like the, the benefit of having guns at our disposal as free Americans far outweighs the negative interactions with guns. I'm not saying that any life lost is not tragic. I'm not trying to sound crass. I'm not trying to sound heartless either. My wife was listening to my segment on the Grace Curley show yesterday, and she said, you kind of sound heartless. And I was like, I'm sorry, hon. I've been dealing with this nonsense for 20 years of every time some psychopath or some evildoer, you know, chooses to kill innocent people with a gun that they blame me for it. I get a little defensive around it. And, you know, the thing no one ever likes to talk about is the hundred million gun owners out there that don't go around shooting people with their guns unless they need to be shot, which is, you know, a defensive situation, in which case that's violence that we all can live with like the lady who shot the guy trying to shoot a crowd of unarmed people or innocent people in West Virginia. That's the type of gun violence I can stand by and support 100% clear conscience, lay my head on the pillow at night and fall asleep like a baby. So I think we all can, if you're a rational free thinker um, without an agenda to promote. And maybe you could say, well, you're promoting an agenda. Okay, maybe I am. Like freedom and the Constitution and the American way of life. That's my agenda. 
I want to see that preserved for future generations. I get to partake in it now. And it would be a tragedy if my children or my children's children don't get to partake in that down the road because of people wanting to blame objects instead of people who are at the, you know, who are responsible. Um, Every time we try to shift the blame, we're giving free passes to people who are to blame. And the ultimate free pass is the people who make stupid laws and don't enforce good laws and let violent people out of prison. So that's the bottom line as I see it. Yeah, so G-Webs mentions it was May 2nd, 2020. Canada banned the rifles. June 1st, 2022, they banned the handguns. So there you have it. Uh, two years later, um, let's see. Uh, Richard is asking, how can I sell a Wasser 10 AK with pre-banned mags legally in mass? As long as it was a pre-Healy, uh, you know, pre-July 20th, 19, I'm sorry, July 7th, what, what the heck was the date? July 17th, no, I'm sorry, July 20th, 2017, Whew. the day that'll live in infamy. Uh, I was on the golf course with my uncle and father and and uh, cousin and all of a sudden had to wheels up and get back to the shop to sell guns until midnight. But if it was pre, you know, pre Healy, pre July twentieth, twenty seventeen, um, you can you can still sell that gun legally on the EFA ten form, the private transfer form, person to person transfer, which they're trying to end with universal background checks. But until they do, we can still do that. Um, let's see, uh, Aaron. The discount word for today was bullets. Um, Let's see. Uh, oh, great. Angela's saying her hubby just registered us for the um, for the 10th for the, her birthday on Friday. Great. It's an excellent way to celebrate your birthday, Angela. So be glad to have you um, on your birthday for date night. So he mentioned uh, we provide guns, but we have our own and our own LTC. That's quite all right. You can definitely bring your own. Um, not a problem. Um Let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, they definitely need zero recognition. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they make a law. If you commit a crime with your law, you go to jail for life. Uh, I think you mean they, if you commit a crime with your gun, go to jail for life. I, I agree. And that's the thing that drives me crazy about uh, body armor is there's already laws in, on the books about committing a crime while wearing body armor. And it didn't stop the guy in Buffalo because he's a criminal and he doesn't care about law. He doesn't care what the law says. In fact, he used it to his advantage knowing that um, it's expensive. This was in his manifesto. It's expensive to get a license to carry in, in New York. So he researched one of the poorest communities in Buffalo, drove two hours from where he lived, wore the body armor knowing that people probably wouldn't be armed and those that are would be limited to 10 round capacity or have rifles that have been neutered for you know sale in the state of new york so he played those odds to his advantage and boy did he make some people pay which i think you got to end all uh, unconstitutional laws against our Second Amendment. You got to end all laws that are, you know, trying to cut the horns off the 
antelope to make them safer from the lion. Doesn't make sense. This is the end of the show, but remember to tune in and you can get extra content on our website. You can go to capegunworks.com slash rapidfire. Remember to call in or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120, and we will get to your questions. Keep up the good fight. Support your local community. Be a responsible gun owner. Take someone new to the range and uh, support your local gun shop. And be an advocate in your community. And together as Americans, we can overcome anything. Stay tuned for some bonus content. We have a Toby Takes on the World. I'm Toby Leary. God bless. We'll see you next time.